I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. OJ in the afternoon, Nick, with a hot meal. Please change my mind of you being sociopathic in this decision. Sociopathic? I don't understand what the problem is with this. Orange juice, does orange juice not taste great? It's delicious, but it's very acidic. It's a strong flavor. Some may say it's like best had on its own. Okay. Well, I mean, but people have it with breakfast all the time, don't they? Sure. Yeah, with breakfast. With breakfast. Okay. One. Two. um, I don't understand why you can't – why can't you have it with – so I had it with chili. Not with. Oh my god! Is that what that was? Yeah, it was chili. Yes, <laughs> it's great it chili, like but my mom makes it. Yeah, well, well, I'm sure well. it's delicious. I'm not debating the, you know, the, the status of the chili. But I you, mean, I, I I can I love orange juice. I only have I hadn't had it at my place in a while, so I hadn't had it in general for a while. So it was there. It's not always available in the station like dining area. I was like, all right, I'm getting it. No questions asked. I, so not a, were there other options available instead of the OJ, but you were like, <laughs> no, I want OJ to pair well with my hot chili. Yeah, there was – there's soda. There's – I mean, I could have gotten coffee, tea, anything. I had anything else that I could have wanted pretty much. Well, I would also argue that coffee or tea may not be the best uh, to go well with a, with a bowl of chili. I've never honestly tried it. Never, it doesn't sound, seem appealing to me either. I, I, you know, honestly, it's like if I like this and I like that, usually I don't even think twice about it. Like if I'm going to mix, mix them together, that doesn't bother me. And then if I find so, out I don't like it, then I don't like it. So how has this been received uh, among your coworkers and your, and your Twitters first? I've gotten more reaction out of this shit, I think, than anything I've ever done. And I've gotten shit on a lot lately, as you, as you have noted re- in uh, yes. recent podcast. yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, like I've had a couple people say that they're, cause there's another debate. I, I started a debate within all this. I'm sure you saw it with the orange juice and a hot meal or eating a Kit Kat bar whole, not breaking it off into individual pieces, which I think is ludicrous personally. I think it's crazy, but it doesn't alter the meal. You're still getting the same Kit Kat bar, like the, like the combination of orange juice and chili. Or orange juice and soup. Uh, it's just very off-putting to me. I just love orange juice. And here's the other thing, too. In terms of the time of day, I know I, I get – I can understand why it would be weird to have it with a hot meal. I can understand it. doesn't bother me. But in terms of the time of day, I, I, I can have it any time. But I also don't have – I don't generally eat till noon like right. on, uh, yeah. on most days. So that's like my breakfast anyways, just to be clear. Um, so if I'm not going to have it, then I'm not going to have it at all. But, um, but uh, dude, the, the Kit Kat bar thing to me, I've never seen that before. So when I saw my buddy from uh, like, uh, do that, I was like, what, you, what the hell's the matter with you? Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. Thank you. At least yeah. pretty crazy. I'll take, and I have had but, two people on my side in this argument. at least. I think if I, I'm probably guilty of it though. Now that I think about it, I think I've probably done it before. Wow. Just don't care, you know, whatever, drunk, you know, I just want to eat the whole thing. Um, but I, what, last thing on the orange juice, 
post noon, it should probably be drank by itself, uh, regardless of what meal it is for you. Mm. That's that that that's what I'll say about it. You know, if I want to have a quick swig of OJ, eight p.m. You know, before going to bed, just a little something to wet my whistle. You know, I think that's okay. But okay, I mean, that's I don't know. It's like it's the pairing of the food that 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 that's drawing red flags. So if I had like for dinner tonight, I had chicken and vegetables, right? That was my dinner. If mm-hmm. I have that with orange juice, to is that weird to you? Yeah, it's not hmm. as weird, but it's just like just a weird choice. Huh. I see. The other thing is, I don't have anything outside of. It's so acidic. I mean, I have almond milk and I have orange juice, and then it's water, coffee, tea. That's it. I, don't, I generally do not venture outside of that. Well, I, I agree. You know, with with the exception of a nice fountain soda every now and again as a nice uh, delicious treat. You know, it's mostly water, coffee, or uh, you know, a little little cranberry juice sometimes. Actually, cranberry juice. Yeah, so it keeps, in the special it keeps time the of the month. Clean. You know, it just flushes mm-hmm. you out. Yeah. Well, it's you good. honestly, most guys should have, or actually, most guys generally get kidney stones more than women do, right? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't well, guys out there, if, if you're worried about kidney stones, you should have more cranberry juice. I've been okay, told so at least. Now is the point when we reach the kidney stones part of the conversation that we reel it back in. Mm. introduce you to this show that we have yet to do yet. It's, it's uh, episode 55 of the Change My Mind podcast. Wow. That man that you were just listening to uh, about him drinking orange juice is the Simply Orange to my Tropicana, Mr. Nick Fryer. Wes? I would ask I, how you're doing, but I feel like we've already got the pleasantries out of the way. We have gotten the pleasantries out of the way. That is a fair point. So last week we debated the top lead comic book actor. Mm. Um and since we had so much fun doing that, we figure um, we're going to do this again. And, and, and considering that we weren't necessarily on the same page last week as far as understanding what a uh, lead actor is, um, you know, we thought we'd give this another try, only to find out that we still are not on the same page. And uh, we'll be discussing uh, the worst lead comic book actors, um, you know, in, in film and TV and, of course, cinema as well. The uh, presentation, for, though, is more precise. There's no there, that is, that will be better. But the yes, we are <laughs> I'm stunned that we're still not on the same page on this. It's remarkable, yeah. I, and I am 100 percent in the right here. Well, you know, okay, we'll talk about that. We'll get into it. But but first, <laughs> let's uh, get to what's trending now, uh, okay. and this is more Batman casting news. So after you know a couple of weeks of uh, no news in sight, we've gone what, three weeks now, I feel like, with Batman news? This is great. Yeah. So this is coming from Geeks Worldwide's um, Jacob Tyler, and that was published on February 28th, that Gil Perez Abraham, you mm-hmm. may know him from Orange is the New Black, or the hit show Pose, or Law & Order SVU. Any of those ring a bell for you, Nick? No? I mean, I've heard of Law & Order SVU and, and Orange is the New Black, but I, hadn't, I don't know him from either show. Yeah. I didn't see Orange is the New Black. Did you see Orange is the New Black? I feel like you watched it. No, that. no, no. But he was yeah. recently added to the movie. Um, his his character is unknown, uh, but a source tells Jacob Tyler that uh, it's a supporting role of a, quote, young, steadfast, and diligent worker with hu- humor. Who do you hmm. think he's playing, Nick? I saw you write a note earlier, and I don't want to steal the one because I think that was actually a pretty good call on your end. Well, you know, I, it, it has to be the, a young ward, right? You think it's a young ward? 
Well, yeah, I mean, he's a he's a young, steadfast worker. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A young I... Ward or Batman. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay, I see what you're going with this. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. I misread right? it. I, mean, I misread it, the note Robin. before. Yeah, no, you he might he might be Robin. That, I can see how that would how that would work. I thought, okay, looking at him, I felt like he had a little bit of like um. I saw your note about Mad Hatter, and I was thinking for some reason that they oh. had not they have not cast that right, but he's rumored to be in here. Yeah, he's supposedly rumored to be in here. I think, but the, the reason what, what sticks out to me about the um, uh, him being uh, Robin is, you know, they, they, Geeks Worldwide also had previous tweets kind of coming out that they were looking for casting calls of actors with a circus type of background who can juggle, who can do kind of acrobatic type things, which again kind of lead pe- people to think the Flying Graysons were going to be yeah. involved. But this article actually goes on to say that the movie is going to feature, you know, potentially Two-Faced, Firefly, and Mad Hatter on top of all the other names um, that are already added to this movie. So, yeah, I, I don't even know how long this movie is going to be to get all this FaceTime. Five hours. All these characters, right? I mean, it, everything's kind of trickling out here uh, as information comes out. It's supposed to be based off the, the long Halloween. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see about that. But I mean, I don't hate having a million different villains. I honestly don't with, with Batman, especially because he's got so many good ones. But you're going to jam Robin in there, too. And how old Robin going to be? in the course of this, because when, when Batman first brought on Robin, I mean, it's supposed to be Batman technically year two, right? Isn't that the whole thing? He's just, I think he's, so. Yeah. So if you're bringing in Robin, then he should be a, a kid. This guy's not a kid, right? No, he's not. It's like headshots. You know, kind of, he's kind of got curly hair. He's got like a big beard and everything, but I, I've seen him shave down. You know, they had some other photos on Google. Uh, that it looks like he can kind of go younger, but I don't know younger than, you know Pattinson like not not that much younger I mean if you told me yeah this guy's Nightwing then I'd say all right fine yeah that makes sense to me uh, that I could totally buy that yeah. but but Robin you know D- Dick Grayson well any Robin I mean no no Robin looks that old ever I mean unless it's Dick Grayson right before he became Nightwing that's pretty much it I mean I'm looking at him right now it's just I don't know I don't know but I mean, I, I don't mind there being Dick Grayson being in there, but just—I mean, still, you're gonna jam pack how much into this movie? Like you said, it looks—you have one, one, two, three, four. You have like 15 different freaking villains, and now we have Robin in there, and you're gonna try and develop him too. Yeah, you know, it will be uh, Matt Reeves. He's got—he's got a lot in his hands here. We'll—we'll we'll see how that kind of plays out. Trying to do a lot. How about uh, how about Sony greenlighting Baby Driver two? Yeah, I still haven't seen the first one of these. I knew you were going to say that. God, you never see any good movies. But I, oh no, never. Rewatch never. Uh, Castlevania for the fifth time again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the, the the ones I got to see on my the top of my list right now is is it Jojo Rabbit, yep. Knives Out, and mm-hmm. what's the one that just won all the Academy Awards? Nineteen Seventeen oh. or Parasite? Parasite. That one. Yeah. Parasite, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. got yeah, you got a lot more on that list too. So this is coming from uh Thomas Polito. Uh mm-hmm. that Edgar Wright will return as a writer and director with Ansel Egort, Elgort, uh Lily James, John Bernthal, Michael Peter Balzeri, and CJ Jones all returning to action. So, so how do you feel about movie. this? I'm excited. I thought it was an awesome movie. Um it looks like everyone's coming back sans Kevin Spacey because he of course is cancelled. 
Uh, that that hit, hit close to home, you know, Nantucket. Mm. Kind of close. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. So, so we got that whole thing going on. But, yeah, so I, I'm pretty pumped for Baby Driver, too. I love uh, Edgar Wright can uh, really do no wrong. I feel like he's made – hasn't really made a bad movie yet. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, it's a heist movie, too. So I'm, I'm all for So was this the last movie he did before all that news came out? I feel like it was. Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Uh, probably, yeah. I think he had one other news afterward, one other movie afterward, right? That was with, was it Wahlberg and, no, it wasn't Wahlberg. I don't know. But there was a movie that got, that he was in that got totally messed up and this, like, just nobody went to see it. And it yeah, was, that's a good point. No, you're right. I, I forget what movie that is. It so. wasn't this one, though. I don't, no, 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 not this one. Yeah. Well, uh, you got some news here, though. What do you got for us? Yeah, so, uh, first, um... I saw this rumor circulating around on Twitter. I think this was late last week, maybe over the weekend that Henry Cavill had been in talks with Marvel or something like that with Wolverine. But once I saw Cavill Wolverine first, I'm thinking they're going to cast another friggin' giant to play Wolverine. I mean, Hugh Jackman obviously rocked the, the uh, rocked the character and everything, but Wolverine is, 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 you know, a tree stump. Let's yeah. be honest. Um, so I see that whatever. Okay. I'm not big on it personally, because I don't think he can, he can play that role well, um, and then, uh, then the height factor. And then I find out, where is it coming from? Cosmic Book News. And I know, I'm sure some people have seen the site before, seen stuff from them. I wouldn't trust what they're writing. I, I don't know where, what their source was, but whenever I see something from them, I've been told, just, you don't trust it. Just plain and simple. I don't know anybody there. I don't know any, what they're about or anything. I've just been told they're not reliable really when it comes to their news so i would not look to god's ears nick there you go yeah so i would i I just wouldn't if you see anything like that from them i just would take it with a grain of salt like the tiniest teeniest tiniest grain of salt um and the other bit of this is a little bit more good news um wes and i actually saw this right before we did the show the trailer for justice league dark apocalypse came out uh it's an animated dc movie and it looks sick um west was asking me before what apocalypse is and that is the that is the planet that dark side is from of course he rules over and everything like that everybody knows dark side is a bit of a pain in the ass uh like the dc thanos i forget which comes okay. which one comes first but constantine has a pretty prominent role in this i've seen the previous justice league dark and it was batman constantine um oh my god i forget the uh, dead man uh, Swamp Thing might have been in that a little bit. I don't recall. Zatanna's in it. She's awesome. But they got – I mean, you saw it. They have everybody in this one. Yeah, it looks great. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit weary on, uh, you know, th- those animated DC movies. I feel like they can be hit or miss. You know, some of them are really good, and some of them are just really tough to watch. Um, so the way that this preview's cut, it looks interesting. We'll see about, uh, you know, how it actually plays out. But – it's got all, all the major hitters and then some, so, uh, you know. We'll, there we'll was – I'm happens. glad you said that because that reminded me of um, of a DC animated movie that I finished the other day that I did want to touch on that I've been I've been putting off for a while, and I finally finished it. And oh I boy. need to uh, – but that's that's for later on in the show. Okay. Um, Got to do the comic book stuff. Jeez. So, two things. <laughs> 
Spider-Man Noir 1, this is the first issue of a five-issue miniseries, is out. And I would figure most people liked uh, Into the Spider-Verse, so they'll probably like this. And if you're looking for something to read, um, the way Margaret Stahl, the writer of the, the series, describes it, um, Spider-Man Noir has become this kind of rogues gallery of all my favorite things. A deadpan Spidey Noir sensibility, a classic globetrotting adventure, a femme fatale, is that how you a say it? femme fatale. Femme fatale, thank you. Much more cultured <laughs> than me. Um, yeah. A doomed uh, excavation, loot, punching Nazis, Aunt May, camels, heroes of legend, and oh yeah, an actual rogues gallery of classic Spider-Man noir supervillains, all done up 1933 style. You in, Wes? Uh, will this be uh, have the voice of Nick Cage in there? It, I would read. I, I'd read it as the voice of Nick Cage. I, I got to look at the first couple pages. That. Yeah. So if this was a show or a movie, then would you be in? Uh, if it's a show, I mean, uh, like a one-off. Probably not, though. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Spider-Man Noir. Like it was funny because a uh, kind of like a, a jokey gimmick in uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is doesn't really do it for me. There you go. I'm a Spider-Man it, guy. No, not a Spider-Man. Not a I Spider-Man. Am, and I am a Spider-Man. I'm sorry. Okay, I misheard you. I was gonna say what? All right. <clears throat> Call me off guard there. The other thing is before we get into the main topic, Sean Murphy. I saw this on Twitter again just before we recorded the show. He was doing a, like an Ask Me Anything question uh, thing on uh, Twitter, and yeah. he teased um, a couple things. One, a possible Red Hood appearance in Bla- uh, Batman. Curse of the White Knight issue eight, which is the final issue of the series. Very excited if he ends up bringing him into the fray. Um, although I'm confused because he also said no one dies in his Murphy verse is what he's calling it right now. So maybe he actually didn't die in that, but I don't know. I'm a little confused there. Um, and then the other thing is there will be mini series for this that he's going to oversee. So Nightwing, Harley Quinn, Batgirl, so, got a lot going on with, with all yeah. his Batman stories. I'm very, very excited about that, Wes, because his, his shit is outstanding. I like that. You got a little bit of everybody involved. You got the whole Bat family. You know, that's, family a show, that's a show or movie you would enjoy a thousand percent. That's, yeah. the, the story is really good. Okay. All but right. are you ready? Are you ready for uh, the, the real stuff now? <sighs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's get into it here. <laughs> So the main topic for today is worst comic book lead actor rankings. Mm-hmm. But do you think we need to establish what a friggin' lead actor is first? I, th- I think we have to. I think we okay. have to. Okay. So either way, our lists will remain the same because um, you have yours set up a little bit differently than I have mine. So I sent you the definition of what a lead actor is, and this is pretty much what I had. Uh, a leading actor, leading actress, star, or simply lead plays the role of the protagonist of a film or play. The word lead may also refer to the largest role in the piece, and leading actor may refer to a person who typically plays such parts or an actor with a respected body of work. To me, that means you have one, max two lead, and it would be lead roles, and it would be a lead actor and a lead actress. That's it, Max. That's the cap is two. So there's there's no possible way that there could be two male leads in a movie. No, no, not in my book. Not not even when there's top billing when you are blank and blank. Nope. And the two names are in there. 
your two nope. names are prominently featured in the poster. You know, nope. the thing about the, the thing about comic books, and I think one of the things that we love so much about uh, the MCU and, and the DCEU is that it's a shared universe, which brings up the opportunity for, now listen to me here, Nick, ensemble movies. Right. Ensemble movies. So that there is not necessarily one lead character. That there is a bunch of lead characters in a group that you are featuring. Who's the lead character in Avengers? Call me crazy. Uh, if you if you don't have one or two leads, meaning one male and two and a female, or vice versa, whatever, then there are no leads. Oh wow! So so you're just taking the classic football cliche. If they have no core, if you have two quarterbacks and you don't have one, and they're just using that to kind of fill into your argument, I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I have a, I have a very uh, looser, maybe more broader definition of the term lead when it comes to ensemble movies, uh, like these comic book ones that we talk about, where you have multiple lead characters, maybe like the four main characters for Fantastic Four, or maybe a lead villain who the protagonist spends the entire time trying to foil and stop. All of the energy is going into that. I think that is a lead character. I think there is a... There's a difference between uh, a leading character, at least to me, and a lead character. Uh, that I guess I could kind of see if you if you want to look at it that way, like your whole Heath Ledger argument, right? That he's really the lead of Dark Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I see. With the thing is with Thanos, I I agree with you that that can't happen. But I felt like with Thanos, it was such a big difference because it was a Thanos movie. I felt like Dark Knight was Batman versus Joker, and because it's a Batman movie by title, you still give the top billing to Batman. Whereas Infinity War Avengers, you can give it to, you could give it to Thanos, which I did. I, I would say Avengers is an ensemble movie, no matter which one that you pick. I think, mm, see, I think Infinity War is, is, you have Thanos on screen so much more than everybody else. He's there I don't constantly. think it really is. So I'd, I'd have to go back and check. Like, I'm not sure how much more screen time they have than uh, Iron Man. That, that's way off the point. I see you doing uh, digging into your iPad right now, trying to find the answer. Trying, but, yeah. You know, I would say that we're that that that's straying away from the point of what I think a lead character is, and you're just you're just like, trying to find small examples to kind of fit your argument, which is fine. We can have two different disagreements on here, um, but what we are discussing today is worst comic book lead actors, uh, whatever that may or may not be. So yes. I think uh, we'll start off maybe with some some honorable mentions before going into our individual uh, top tens. Yeah, can I ask you to hold off on two of your honorable mentions because they're on my list? Okay. You, you see which two I'm talking about? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Do I have any that, that overlap with you um, on my honorable mention? I don't think I do. Well, I, I, would, I would leave three off. So I think my, my honorable mention is uh, – Getting right down to it, you know, right into my argument uh, of what is a lead actor versus a leading actor. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze in Batman and Robin. Um, one of the most memorable performances, I think, from that movie, for better or for worse. Um, he is more often for worse, I would say, but lots of great one-liners. Uh, he has lots of lots of sexual innuendos uh, with, with Uma Thurman going back and forth. and uh, doesn't matter what he's doing. 
you know, he brings with him that Austrian accent, which just always kind of leaves him out of place. Mm-hmm. And he's, he kind of looks good like a Tin Man. You know, he's all, he's all kind of dolled up in the silver there. I, Tin Man, that's a good uh, kind of foreshadowing for what's to come, I think, a little bit later on in our, uh, our list. But, yeah, he's, he's brutal. Oh There's no yeah. question about that. Um, by my definition, though, Schwarzenegger is not the leading man in this movie. It's, well, I would say he's the lead villain. Well, that's fine. He's the lead villain. That's that is different. That's di- again, different conversation. Um, uh, so one one of my honorable mentions was again she. This girl is not on your list, right? I'm just scanning through to make sure. No, she. I mean, she was definitely all over these lists that I saw. I was thinking about it for a mm-hmm. while. Jessica Alba as Invisible Woman. Part of it isn't her fault. I think. Well, look, I'm not a Fantastic Four person, so that that automatically is a huge knock and um against her for one two i'm not a big alba fan like i know everybody gawks over her like what was it back in the 2000s right that was when like the like the aughts that was her prime right yeah i was just never an alba guy she didn't obviously she's very attractive and everything but she doesn't do it for me so her you know shitty acting to isn't gonna do anything for me if jessica beale if you said oh she's a shitty actor i would say I don't really care because I find her very attractive. Doesn't bother me. If you said Kate Beckinsale, shitty actor, doesn't bother me. I, I find her very attractive. You know what I mean? Some of them I don't care. So you don't find Jessica Alba attractive? I do, but she doesn't do it for me. Like she's not my type. I don't know. What you, I, uh, okay. Okay. That's, that's what I mean. Like right, I, I get that. I don't know what it is. I, she just doesn't. I don't know what your type is if she's not your type, but uh, I guess I can understand, uh, you know, your, your thought process on that. I think she's, I don't know. I've just never understood. I've never understood. Like, I don't know. Everybody says uh, Alba's obviously very attractive. She's an easy nine plus, And I don't know. I've just never been an Alba fan. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. All right. All right. If you say so. Uh, okay. So number 10, that's good. I think that's a good start because my number 10, uh, falls in, in oh. a similar uh, fashion. Wait, 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 you had another honorable mention that's not on my list. Oh. Your fourth one. Oh, yeah, okay, I didn't see that there. Uh, Jennifer Gardner, honorable mention from Elektra. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. she makes a little cameo in Daredevil and then they get their own little spinoff movie. Uh, Jennifer Gardner, not my favorite actress. I'll say that. <laughs> see, yeah, she, I'm not, not a huge... There's not much I've seen her in that I'm like, Ooh, that's that doesn't you know like not like like I feel satisfied from that performance. Why it doesn't? Why I don't think Garner works as Electra is because I think she's uh, America's sweetheart. I think she you see her on the Capital One commercials. She, she has a very wholesome look to her. Uh, that's a really good call. Has it has like a mom thing kind of going on at least now with how I currently kind of see Jennifer Gardner. Um, her as Electra, even like 13 going on 30, there was that kind of like wholesome type of thing. And Electra obviously is kind of like um, seductive and sultry and badass and like, you know. It's, it's an outstanding call. It's an outstanding call. None of the things call. that I think Jennifer Gardner. The girl, uh, and I don't know her name, and she's outstanding in Daredevil uh, season two. She is an awesome, awesome Electra. Uh, the other two, the other couple that I have on here. Finn Jones is Iron Iron Fist. Um, he is not on your list, Wes. Last I checked, yeah. I called, no, he's not. Um, part of the problem is that Iron Iron Fist sucks. I mean, that's the other one thing. And then right. every every time he's on the screen, Finn, Finn Jones has to say, "I am the immortal Iron Fist." Okay, dude, we get it. 
Um, that's, that's true. I forgot that he says that all the time. Yeah. Uh, Josh Brolin has Jonah Hex. Now, the reason he's not on my top 10 is because I didn't see it, but I know the movie stunk. So I'm just throw, I just want to throw his name out there. And then Ray Stevens as the Punisher. Um, I mean, nobody got it exactly right till, um, Burnthal, oh my God. Yeah. Um, Burnthal, thank you. Um, who was the other guy that, that did it? It was, uh, uh Thomas Jane, Thomas Jane. That was he not was a good. great movie, but I didn't like, like mm-hmm. if we're being objective, not a great movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed his, uh, portrayal of the character too, for sure. But anyways, yeah, let's, um, bad. let's get into our, uh, top, top 10 or bottom 10. Well, I think it's our top 10 of worst, right? Okay. So, yeah. That's, that's a good one there. That's, you know, you're kind of making my mind blow. I am stunned by your number 10, Wes. I'll give you the honors to go first because I think you like this actor, right? I like this actor, and up until recently, I was like kind of an apologist for this movie, but there's, there's really no saving it. It's bad. <laughs> um, Miles Teller as Reed Richards in Fantastic Four. So that was tw- the 2015 version. Um, he's a very bland Reed. So, so some of the notes that I have here are uh, reviews of individual performances from the movie from critics and then maybe like a really bad um line that gets delivered that kind of sums up the performance so that's kind of what i have here Uh, excuse me so this is uh one of the uh critiques a bland reed richards if that's possible um and then the this is my uh oh i i guess i didn't have a, a critic here critical review my mistake uh the young reed richards from the opening was probably the best portrayal of reed richards i thought <laughs> i thought he was kind of really interesting kind of seemed like fiddling around in the uh you know in his back garage there and everything but the the line that gets me the most uh with miles teller is he has this one line when they finish creating the spaceship and and victor von doom wants to celebrate with a little bit of uh booze and he asks uh miles teller uh, reed richards to come in and get involved and what does he say? He goes kind of smugly. He kind of says, uh, "Ethanol kills brain cells." And I say, "You know, you know, man, you're real. Like, I don't know, you're real tryhard." Well, Reed Richards sucks in general. So I understand he's very he's a bland character to begin with. But I would not see this movie because <laughs> Miles Teller's in it because I can't stand that actor. So I'm not gonna debate you that you have met your number ten because. He sucks. Definitely sucks. He would have been in my. He would have been in my honorable mention, but you already had him covered. See, I like. I think I would enjoy hanging out with Miles Teller. I think he's like would be a fun hang. See, that's a guy. You know. Okay. So you want me to? Do you want to? You want me to dig myself out of that hole I put myself in earlier? This is a guy whose face I would have no problem punching. Like I can't. <laughs> like I can't stand no, looking I, at this guy. I do guy. get that. I get yeah. that. Seriously, I, I in every role I've seen him in, he's just a smug prick. And it's like, dude, what is your, what is up your ass? Seriously, just cool it for two I, seconds. I don't think it's smug. Like, I, th- I think it, it can come off as that, though. Mm. I, def- I definitely, I can see that. I'd rather you hang out with Vince Vaughn. I like Vince Vaughn a lot more. Well, pers- I would personally. hang out with both of them. Yeah, no, yeah. If they're available this weekend. Give me a call. Yeah, let's just keep it. Go down to Chili's. Grab a few. Um, my number ten, which was also in your honorable mention, Wes. Has to go to one of my favorite actors of all time, Ryan Reynolds, who played Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, in the movie Green Lantern. And uh, obviously the movie was a disappointment, to say the least. And while Hal Jordan has some, 
Um, definitely has some snark to him, a lot, quite a bit of snark to him, I would say. I think uh, Reynolds kind of leaned into that a bit too much to the point where he pretty much tried to play the character that he was meant to play and knocked it out with, knocked it out of the park with that character, but at the same time also tried to have some emotion when he played him, and it just seemed so uncomfortable for him. And I just don't like how he – I just didn't like it at all. I mean, I wish – I wanted to. I like Hal Jordan. I like any iteration of Green Lantern pretty much. And I like Ryan Reynolds. But I didn't like this movie. Didn't like how he, how he played it, for being honest. Yeah, the um, – yeah, this I think this is a movie that suffers from being uh, released too early, you know, because the CGI, I think, really hurt this movie, even when it comes down to the suit and even, like, like the mask that he wears over his eyes. It looks really – weird i think now if this movie were to come out you know in the 2020s nowadays Mm -hmm. um i think you see a lot of really cool cgi and a lot of cool things they could do with it but again it's it's you know a typical like it was a you know i thought eddie's toy box uh there on twitter raised a really good point about a valid point about ryan reynolds is that he's essentially ryan reynolds in every movie just in a different costume um so you know it's like I, i think it's pretty similar to that i think the movie is so bad that it just kind of brings down um, your perception of of Ryan Reynolds and or everyone else in it for for that matter. It might, it might. Um, but he, th- yes, Ed did have a point with that. But I still think that that it, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool is still that is amazing that you're able that that all works out perfectly. Anyways, right. your number nine is not on my list, but this this character should be. It is a great call by you. So this is probably your your best argument for why I don't understand what a lead character is. Um, and as Anna Paquin in any of the X-Men movies, I'll, I'll just pick the first one from 2000. Uh, because, well, again, this is like an ensemble movie, but she is, I would say, by no means like the lead character. Uh, you don't think in the first one that, like, see, okay, so... I mean, the, the plot f- kind of centers around her. I mean, she's she's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I, I guess. honest to goodness, Wes, I thought you had a case with this one. It's your, it's a little bit later on that there's a couple that you get into that I don't see it. But this one, I, I could see you making the case as she was the leading female actress in this because I felt like, like you said, a lot of it's centered around her. I would think it's Wolverine in her, this movie. Yeah, I mean, I would say Halle Berry is probably the biggest name from that, you know, uh, female name from the movie. Woman biggest name? name? Oh, f- definitely the biggest name for sure. But I just – she wasn't on the screen. She, like, she wasn't – yes, because she's an X-Men, she's important and obviously one of the, the main X-Men. Yeah, right. But I, I don't know. I just felt like this was an Anna Paquin and Wolverine movie or Anna Paquin and Hugh Jackman, excuse me. Yeah, Same yeah, thing. I could definitely see that. But, you know, just in general, I thought she was uh, too shy and meek of a young girl. Um, Rogue is, is you know, obviously a badass, and like, does she also have a southern accent? Does does like Rogue? Gambit? Yeah, she had. Well, Gambit. Okay, if we're gonna get technical. Gambit has a Cajun accent, and she has a southern accent. There is a difference. Sorry, but yeah. So yes, she does. Excuse me. I know. I know. I know. I'm sound, I, just, I, feel, I I know. I sound like a douche, but I can't help it. Right. So, uh, again, I think it's completely uh, miscast, poorly, poorly thought out and otherwise good movie. X-Men, obviously, kind of kind of paved the way for all these uh, comic book movies there. But Anna Paquin, uh, no thank you. So I think that for, for, she 
I, I still think she should have been on my list and I didn't want to add her on because I didn't want because this was a great call by you and I didn't see it till after the fact. Uh, total oversight by me. I think that the way the character's written does make things a little bit tougher for whoever was going to play her because she didn't ha- she couldn't have Captain Marvel's powers in the course of things. Right. I know that doesn't happen necessarily right away with her and everything, um, but I think by the time she joined the X-Men, all the meekness and shyness, like in the comics at least, and what we see, and definitely what we see in the, the animated series, she doesn't have that same shyness. You know, she goes through insecurities and everything because she can't touch people, but it's just, it's different. We're seeing Rogue at a time that we never have seen the character, and I right. think that's, that's the problem we run into. So, but at the same time, Anna Peck, when you talk about people playing the same, like, the same character, her as Sookie and True Blood and her here, there's only, there's not much of a difference. There's a difference, but it's not that significant. Um, yeah. Especially early on. But um, great call by you. My number nine. Now, if I got this wrong, I honestly, I, I, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, good, good luck pronouncing this name. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I mean, I looked it up. I try, I'm trying to get it right. Yoan yeah. Grafud. Um... Okay. As oh, Reed, good. As Reed Richards in the uh, whether you want to do the first or the second Fantastic Four, whichever. Right. Um. I look. I just don't like Reed Richards. That's the biggest problem. You. Some people may say he was a good portrayal. Honestly, I don't like Reed Richards. So anybody who plays him, I think he's gonna suck. That's really just what it comes down to. He's a shitty That's character. He, he's. I. And I will say though, um, I think Yoan Grafud is more of a snake. Then I think uh, Miles Teller is a dink. It, so I don't a know. Snake like like a like a sneak. Like I wouldn't. Yeah, like I wouldn't trust him. Really? What makes you say that? His face. <laughs> okay. Yes, I, I'm just trying to be consistent. That so everybody knows that it's not just a female thing. It's a it's whatever. I don't care. Now you're going way off on the other end. I got to I'm just out, I'm making it clear. <laughs> my opi- this is an opinion driven show, and I'm giving everyone my opinions. I'm not What's sure your- if I've ever seen Yoan Grufford um, ever in a movie other than Bambi There was Cat something Ford. else I saw him in recently, like a minor role. I don't know if it was a show or a movie, but he died, so it wasn't that bad. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But um, anyways. Okay, yeah. That's interesting. Reed, Reed Richards makes this list twice in uh, two different forms. So my number uh, eight. Now, this was a movie I haven't seen, but I did some good research on. Um, is uh, Seth Rogen in, in 2011's The Green Hornet. I think that's uh, safe. If you forgot about that movie, you join everybody else here. So uh, these are a couple of reviews, like I mentioned. Now I'm finally getting into some critic reviews. So Seth Rogen deserves much of the blame for this movie. He co-wrote the screenplay, giving himself way too many words, and then hurls himself or hurls them tirelessly at us at a modified shout. Oh, uh, and then another uh, Rogan critic said, Rogan's Green Hornet is not the first facetious costume crime fighter, but neither Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, Iron Man or Will Smith's Hancock were as doggedly unattractive as this tubby denizen of Upper Slobovia. Wow. Wow. That's, See, that's terrible, Wes. They're judging him solely based on his physical appearance. I don't know anybody that would do anything like that ever. Oh, Sure. Nick, so I, you're getting all up in arms about this, but you have to understand that there's there's a, a different <laughs> set of standards here. <laughs> I I don't know anything about the Green Hornet character, so I don't know what 
if he's supposed to look like Seth Rogen, if he's not supposed to look like Seth Rogen, then what are we no, doing? I don't believe so. I, I believe, um, again, this is a movie he co-wrote. So, you know, I imagine he had a lot of decision-making in this process about who was playing who. Uh, but Seth Rogen does, is just not a, a, a superhero guy. No, not at all. You really got to be. Like, he's a guy in a chair. He could be a guy in a chair. Yeah, he could be a guy in a chair, but he's definitely not. No, no way are you a superhero. I mean, this has got to be sarcastic. And based on what I'm seeing here, Green Hornet is not built like Seth Rogen at all. So, yeah, definitely shit casting. Definitely a problem. I don't like that's not okay. Like there are certain characters you can take those those certain those liberties with. Doesn't seem like this is one of them. Yeah. Sorry. You know, I guess if I wrote a movie, um, I might put myself in a starring role. So I can't necessarily fault him for that. But um, not not great execution, Seth. When you so you didn't see this like I didn't. When you saw this coming out, now this was before the MCU was really what it is. Would you have seen? Did you have any desire at all to ever see I this? I was kind of yeah. I, I kind of wanted to see it because Seth Rogen was huge. I think this is coming off of you know Super Bad and all that others like Knocked Up and all that other stuff that was kind of coming around those movies at that time. So I was like, ah, okay. It seems like everything Seth Rogen was doing was good. And I think mm. this was like the first big crash and burn that he had. Okay, yeah, maybe you're right. That may be right. I don't know. I never thought about it like that either. Um, moving on to my number eight, sticking with the green theme, Eric yeah. Bana as Hulk. Um, look, the, the the we did the review of Edward Norton's Hulk. Uh, that was the Incredible Hulk, right? That one. Mm-hmm. This one was just the Hulk. Um, I just I think he's very forgettable. I think a lot. I, I know the Norton one only happens so much longer after, but it's just. You may say that Hulk looks better or whichever Hulk looks better. I don't know, but Ruffalo has made them both fairly irrelevant. Um, and it's a character that people care. I don't care about Hulk at all. I never really have, but mm-hmm. people really care about him. Um, I think from a certain generation and that was, he was not well received at all. So yeah, I think if, if Tim was still with us here uh, as our res- resident guy in the chair, he would tell you that the mm-hmm. Lou Ferrigno Hulk meant a lot to uh, a lot of people around his age. That's right. Uh, yep. With being limited television and blah, 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 and all that stuff. So, uh, right. yeah, I, I hear you on that. But I'm just kind of meh on – like I, I am neither for nor against uh, Hulks of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Unless they're Red Hulk with uh, William Hurt. And, uh, you know, Dr. Uh, what's his name there? Major um, Thunderbolt Ross there. Mm. I think you know, that. I, I w- yeah, I would do a Red Hulk any day of the week. I think in some capacity with these things, too, we, we all, whenever I see like a worse list or, or hear somebody talk about a worse list, the, like, Re- like Reynolds, right? I'm, I'm over here ripping him. Um, you know, Graffud, it's his issue. My issue is partially with the character he's playing. It's not necessarily just him. But I think w- there's something to be said about a character who is a main role who is then forgettable. Like, that is important, too. Like, you you saying right. how – even you, you, you have Anna Paquin on your list, and you're talking about how she may not be a main character. No, 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 no. She was – like, a, she – it was clearly – like, each X-Men movie had – 
one character that was more significant than the others. The, mm-hmm. the second one was Nightcrawler. He was you know, a lot was centered around him, and then the third one was, was Jean Grey. A lot was going on with her too. So I mean, in Anna Paquin was that first one. The fact that you still remember her being bad, but don't necessarily remember her as a like a lead in that sense, said, like says a lot about how shitty of a job she did. And everybody loves yeah. Rogue. Rogue is kick yeah. ass. So, anyways, on to seven. Yeah, what do you got for seven? Oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, you, you lead us off here. All right, I have ha- Halle Berry as Catwoman. This is, I mean, this is a character that a lot of people like uh, as well. I mean, a lot of these characters you can say that about. Um, but another movie that was not well done. Um, and I mean, Halle Berry is a very is a good actor and everything. And I mean, I, part of the problem is the writing. I think with this movie, the way they wanted to do it, they just took it in such a weird direction. So again, I blame her for it in a lot of ways. And you could probably make a case to have her higher on the list. But I think the other problem is just. This is a time where they didn't know what the hell they were doing with these movies yet, too. So I did have it higher on my list. So high, uh, in fact, that it was my number two movie. So a couple of reviews that I have here. Uh, This was... (laughs) So stay with me here. When I'm good, I'm very good. When I'm bad, I'm as bad as I want to be. Catwoman purred. Her movie leans towards the latter. (laughs) Okay, and then one more. Uh, awkward and clumsy as a cat in high heels. This version of the comic book character Catwoman does not have enough to sustain one life, much less nine. Nope. Yeah, those are those are very fair criticisms. Not her best movie. Yeah, not not the best. Um, and, and I think, um, you know, generally speaking, this is referred to as one of the worst comic book movies made. You know, Catwoman. Yes. So, uh, with her being the titular character, if you will. I think she takes the brunt of the blame. Uh, speaking of titular characters, though, well my done, number sir. seven uh, is Pamela Anderson as Barbara Kopetsky in the 1996 classic Barb Wire. I never saw this. I, I, I'd heard of it, but I've never seen this. Again, I was a huge uh, Baywatch fan as a kid. Uh, that was uh, uh, must-see TV in our household. In fact, sometimes... Uh, my brother and I would even hold up binoculars, you know, through uh, the kitchen, the little kitchen window through that we could see into the living room. Would you know, watch it during the previews with uh, our binoculars on to get like an up close view. Wait, um, were you not allowed to watch it in the living room? No, no, no. We were. It was like that was the joke. Like so, you can uh, see gotcha. it zoomed in. That was gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It makes it more effective. I see now. I understand. Right, so this was right at her fame, so I was very much aware of this movie. Never seen it, but again, with the power of YouTube, you're able to see some clips. Um, Here is a review. The former Baywatch star falls somewhere between overacting and not acting at all, making the whole thing challenging to watch. And later goes on to say, put simply, it had plenty of chest, but not nearly enough heart. I'm a sucker for a good movie pun, you know, like, like that's, <laughs> yeah. I think I missed my calling in life. Like I could just be a movie critic and just write bad puns like that all the time. Yeah. You could definitely do that with, with a little uh, couple, more style. Couple of memorable lines. Uh, this is guy. What are you doing here? Pamela Anderson looking for a light. Got one guy. I don't smoke. Pamela. Neither do I. <laughs> 
I don't know. I think it's just awful. Um, this was oh, another guy. I think I'm falling in love. Pamela, get in line. <laughs> Man. Of course, you know, she plays a, a very voluptuous, very beautiful, very badass woman. Uh, I think she is like a private detective or something like that, a bounty hunter. Um, so she has all these guys lusting after her, you know, in this dark and dreary, um, you know, uh, a career choice, career path that she's taken. She can't take no prisoner attitude, you know. She take no guff from no one type of uh, type of gal. I like that. Yeah, sure. She's uh, she's she's great, Wes. She's Christ. Sounds <laughs> terrible. Good God. I I'm trying to see what she looked like back then, because I mean. Obviously, Pamela Anderson, you know, she's... Very fake. This, I mean, we're not talking CJ from Baywatch here. This was... Um, oh, no, but back then, that was when she still, like, her, her face still looked, you know... It wasn't completely carved up, yeah. Yeah, no, that was... Uh, yeah, I could see that. It's, but again, I would say, nah, not for me. So, anyway. Um, but I think, it's, I think that's a solid one to have on here. I think if I had seen it, I would be... I'd be there with you, but... I mean, 96, good God. I mean, I, not that I can't see that now, but. Um, <laughs> so that brings us to number six. Would you like to uh, take it back over? Or do you want me to go back? Yeah, over? I'll take it back over here. Again, nice. um, this was a show or a, a movie that I was not aware of, uh, but through the powers that be on the internet, I put on, as they say, our Scoopy Internet Sleuth hat and did some reporting. <laughs> uh, I did some digging here, and I got David Hasselhoff. Uh, in Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., a 1998 TV movie. That's terrible. Now, before I get into anything, what I will say is that if you look at the white version of Nick Fury before they officially changed him over to what was supposed to be like young Nick Fury or like the next Nick Fury, right? Right at the um, uh, Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson version that we see now. Mm-hmm. The, the original Nick Fury actually looks a lot like David Hasselhoff. Like, he pulls off the look pretty well. And, that, mm. and that's what I'll say for him as, like, a saving grace. That's about it. That but, is okay. it. So here is a Isn't review. Hasselhoff, like, from Germany or Austria? Yeah, Germany. Yeah, he's sure. big in Germany, too. I mean, this, this, what? Okay, go ahead. So the Hoff stars uh, as Nick Fury, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., in this amazingly awful piece of garbage. The plot is ludicrous, and the actors chew up the scenery. The sets and costumes look, look dirt cheap, and the directing is boring and one-dimensional. One of the most embarrassing things to ever come out of Marvel, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., is everything that is wrong with low-budget sci-fi. Well, here you go. And, and I, if you just want a good laugh, um, it's, it's really worth a YouTube search. It's, it's a good time. A TV movie, a Marvel TV movie, pre, like, the CGI boom. Yeah, that sounds, oh, it's, it's so bad. That sounds <laughs> absolutely friggin' terrible. And Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff right. is the leader of the United States of America, like, secret intelligence agency of defense against, this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, yeah, so I, listen, I, I will say, like, do, do a, a Google search of uh, Nick Fury and, and put him next to Oh, it no, I know. You'll, no, you'll be happy. Like, I, I, I'm not upset at the casting, like, physically-wise. Hmm. He's just an awful actor. There are, yeah, you know what? Some, it's great when you can get a character that looks just like him, 
But when you can get a character, I care more about a character who encapsulates what, I'm sorry, I care more when you get an actor that encapsulates what the character is as opposed to the looks. Then, like we've seen, you can go and change the looks of the character and it's like, oh my God, this is perfect because this guy is like who, you know, blah, blah, blah. He does in the movies or she, mm-hmm. like, but not, no, 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 you just not, Hasselhoff is freaking Nick Fury. Sounds like one of the dumbest casting decisions. Of all these things, if we're talking dumbest casting decisions, that may be, that may be number one out of all the ones that we have right here. Now you got another guy who looks like the character he was cast at. My number six, oddly enough, is yeah. uh, Brandon Routh as Superman. Obviously, it's important that you get a guy who's, you know, Caucasian male, got the dark black hair um, in the, you know, defined jawline who's going to play Superman. And Routh has all that. And similar to Hasselhoff, that's it. After that, he sucks. Now, Superman, a character that's tough, <laughs> I think, with our generation for sure, but I mean, they freaking make fun of this movie in Ted. That's how bad this shit is. Um, I, he's fine in he's fine as the Adam, uh, the character Adam in the uh, Arrowverse shows and uh, was it Legends of Tomorrow is, is part of all that too. He's fine as that. He's not he's not Superman in that, nope. that in that show. Nope, he is um, he is Adam, which he's fine. Like it, that's cool. But he's a supporting character, and I think he, he his like neuroticness kind of fits suits him a little bit better. But in 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 this movie, I mean, again, another one that is it, it's it was bad, but at the same time, it's also pretty forgettable too. I mean, like you, you remember how shitty the movie is, but right. like his performance is like, I know it wasn't good, but I can't remember a lot of it because it's like it's just it was that bad. I just don't I have no reason to think about it ever. Yeah, it's uh that movie sucked out loud pretty badly. Mm-hmm. I remember it was being you know all hyped up and everything as a reboot for the Superman movie. I was really excited for it when it came out, um, but I was just very very disappointed. Yeah, um, and I, like you said, Brandon Routh uh, looks every bit like Superman. Yeah, you know, not as much as Henry Cavill. You know, Henry Cavill's kind of more of that hulking, um, you know, like roided out Superman. I think kind of more of like that comic book iteration. But, you know, if you're looking fresh off the heels of Christopher Reeves, I think, yeah, they did a great job. Yeah. Of, of kind of like bringing That's- the audience back to that Christopher Reeves like Superman. That's actually a really good call. Like that, that's a really good point by U.S. That that is because they, I mean, obviously they don't look the same, but there's a similarity there versus Cavill, which I don't, I don't think I see that as much. No, now, no, but I definitely get, like, he's a good casting for for Superman. I think though. Yeah. Now, when we get over to um, when we get over to our number fives, this is where you, especially these next two that you have, we get into that area where it's like, hey, we're 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 treading into not lead characters, lead actors. This one more than the next one, but uh, okay. definitely this one more than the next one. Um, so my number five. I would say is the lead villain. Um, the movie kind of centers around him and what's involved with him uh, throughout the, the better part of the movie. So Topher Grace is Eddie Brock in 2007, Spider-Man 3. A um, lot of bad acting in this movie. Of course, you have emo Spider-Man, you have James Franco, you have Thomas Hayden Church, which is a Sandman. There's a wedding involved. You know, the movie goes on for like an extra 40 minutes and then you, you anticipate. Um but again, so let's get a critical review here. 
the most glaring stumbling block is Venom. Uh, he's one bad guy too many. Not only is the creature poorly realized, but its introduction into the story causes everything to be crowded, rushed, and overlong. Pretty much hits it on the head. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Topher Grace has gone out uh, on record uh, in movies right around when the uh, Tom Hardy Venom came out, saying that he wasn't even sure why he was casted. Uh, oh, good. That makes one two of us. That he, that he was confused about the role. And it, I mean, obviously, he's not going to turn it down. He's not going to take the money, but he was confused at how he had landed the role and why they, they chose him. And then yeah. a, a, a memorable line from this movie this is, um, yeah, at the final fight scene in the construction yard, he pulls up uh, Mary Jane Watson to his, uh, from the car to close to him. And he goes, Oh, my spidey sense is tingling if you know what I'm talking about, while he's pointing to Mary Jane, like, she's giving him a hard-on. That's wildly inappropriate, Wes. <laughs> like, it's, it's, a cla- it's a great scene. He's got his raised eyebrow for some reason that he has in the whole movie. He um, sucks, dude. I mean, it's, it's good. If you the, know what I'm talking about. Again, I, I don't think he's lead, but since we're talking about him, he's brutal. He is yeah. un- when uh, Topher Grace as Eddie Brock, like yeah, he, he I don't know if he I don't necessarily buy what he's saying that he just he was confused by the casting and blah 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 whatever. I don't necessarily buy that because it's way after the fact, right? He's trying to you know make himself look better. Sure, but yeah. Whoever's this he it, at the same time he's right. Whoever's decision that was to to cast Topher Grace as one of the most badass important like Marvel villains, comic book villains, Topher fucking Grace. Like how, who thought that was a good idea? He, yeah, he I'm didn't go out on a limb. Go ahead. No, no villain should be named Topher ever. That's right? a fair point. I, I, I don't think they got it in them with the name like Topher. You know what? You might be right. The thing, it's a fair point. I think that you could probably think of somebody who's like a, a little bit of a weasel. That that could be a villain, like like a like an annoying, like maybe like Riddler. If you said Riddler's name was Topher, I could buy that, but not Venom, who's one of the most badass characters. Like you just can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like this is the guy from that '70s show. This is a, like, and I'm not saying you can't get outside of that role, but you just like again, going back to physical appearance is not everything, but in certain cases it does make a difference, and in this guy it does. I don't care that he's covered in freaking symbiote all the time. He's just no, he's just not a badass. Sorry, yep. he's not. Yeah, that's my thoughts exactly, Nick. My thoughts exactly. Get me all revved up with some of these rest. There's there's some really some really bad casting. I know. This is fun. No, your number five? So my number five, now this is like the closest that I think I get to to not having the lead character, but at the same time, she's the leading female character in this movie. Um, in Thor, whether you want to take the first Thor or the second Thor, um, Natalie Portman plays Jane Foster. And my problem with this character is like, you know, we talk about, you know, I hear or, or read where some uh, actors or actresses aren't invested in these characters. Mm-hmm. And I know in the first Thor movie, it was much different time than the second third, second Thor movie, and even the third, which she was obviously not involved in. Obviously, she's back in the fray. So I'm hoping she's going to handle this a little bit differently. But, I mean, you know, she's just um, – I just didn't – I don't know. This is, the, this is a character – Who else is in? 
What? She mailed it in. Yeah, she, she, she mailed it in. Yeah. Like she just this is the character that becomes Thor later on. And you know, when we first saw it, when, when we, I I was I'm not a big Thor guy. I never like I I like him now more. I appreciate it after Ragnarok and everything, but we're not I'm not a big Thor person, so I wasn't as familiar with Jane Foster. So her interpretation of the character was more what I was familiar with. So when I found out afterwards, oh, she eventually becomes Thor. I was like, what? Then I looked into it more later and I was like, oh, wait, Jane Foster actually kicks ass. Yeah. And it's like the, <laughs> Natalie Portman screwed up some people's perception of her because that's what they see first. So like, that's on her. I don't like that. Hopefully she does well in Love and Thunder. Um, I mean, she's a different person than she was then. I mean, but I mean, you know, she, she wasn't, I watched back, I went back and watched Clone Wars, like the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, or Attack of the Clones, excuse me. And oh my God, Wes, she's bad. She's bad. So mm-hmm. like worse than in this, but. So all, all, all I'll say about Natalie Portman is that she came into a legal seafoods I was working at in Long Island, where she's from. On Long Island, I think is the preferred nomenclature there. Uh, um, look but, at you. Yeah, so she uh, comes in and got got so drunk that she uh, fell off her high top stool seat while trying to go to the bathroom she slipped like everyone was watching her it was a big thing then she tried to claim that uh that water was on the ground that made her slip uh but there wasn't she tried to go on a stool and pee from there she was getting down from her like a high top stool oh to go to the bathroom okay god i got it got it okay 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 <laughs> that I, I mean I thought you were, worked at a restaurant in, in in New York City. I've worked at many restaurants. Okay, well, but I mean, as you know, I went to college uh, in in Long Island, on Long Island. So I know uh, all of the scholarships, Nick. Some of us had to pay our way through school. That's not what I was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got some of us actually had to work uh, while we were going to school. You, no, no, I I know that I'm not. I'm, no, not, I'm, no. I'm just I'm just giving a shit. <laughs> I thought I thought Hofstra was for some reason in New York City. No, 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 no. I it's apologize. Long Island. Yeah, right, right by uh, the Nassau Coliseum, the the old barn. Wait a minute. Did you work? You said you worked at multiple restaurants. I I knew that, but you worked at multiple multiple restaurants at once. Is that what you were trying to say? Um, no. Okay, no. that would be that would be name, name a chain restaurant and I've worked at it. You know. White Castle? No. <laughs> like, ah, yes. Fast food restaurants. <laughs> oh, oh, my apologies. My apologies. This is, a, this is a lead and a leading actor now. This is what we're getting into. Uh, uh, my number four, yep. which is, again, what, what you might think is the most egregious uh, one of them all, Chris O'Donnell as Robin, the co-titular character in the 1997 film Batman and Robin. Yeah, well, look, your number five is the most egregious one. You, you like, you have a case for four because he's in the title. Again, I don't agree with it based on my definition, but it makes a hell of a lot more sense than, than your Venom Topher Grace. Um, but just before you get into breaking down Chris O'Donnell, because we can do them both together, uh, my number four is actually George Clooney as Batman in oh, Batman and Robin. So there we go. That? Yes, weird how that happened. Yeah, you know, and I could have very easily picked George Clooney in this and, and slotted him in into the same exact position here. Uh, but they they kind of go hand in hand in this. I think this is a, a nice pairing on our part. Worked out uh, really which, well. Which I don't think uh, that was planned. So that It was, was nice. not. You had your list up on the dock separately, and then I did mine yeah. on my computer beforehand. 
You just got a little copy and paste, right? That's great. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have had uh, Pack win too, but go ahead. Right, right, exactly. So, you know, Chris O'Donnell, really tough watch. He's, he's like very um, angsty in this. He's very whiny. You know, uh, one of the uh, critic reviews is O'Donnell was bad in forever, but devolves into true awfulness in Batman and Robin. Jesus. He's nothing but a whiny, whiny annoyance, constantly sniping at the bat for not letting him take the lead. And one of my favorite uh, cheesy lines here that, that actually really centers around Batman uh, is Robin, I want a car. Chicks dig the car. Batman goes, this is why Superman works alone. Oh, God. See, like, this is where, this is, again, another case of really bad casting. Clooney as, Clooney as Batman is stupid. I mean, it's just, I, I, it's, I know you kind of enjoy the movie because it's so bad that it's good, right? Right, but yeah. With, o, with O'Donnell, it's like he's this annoying little, like, brat, right? Well, he's playing a guy who has to make a lot of jokes and kind of be sarcastic and, and like not sarcastic though in like a really mean way. He just loves to joke around and make quips and everything like that. That's what Dick Grayson is. If you can't go and cast a guy who who's like a little weasel to play that role because mm-hmm. none of his jokes are going to come across the right way. Sorry, so that's a really that's a terrible job. By again, it's amazing how in the '90s and. I guess early two. You had some good ones in the early two thousands, but there's a lot of bad casting decisions, um, and that's that's what's really I think become so important in all these movies. Even the ones that aren't movies that aren't that good, you just have good casting decisions. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I think one of the things that hurts this movie is, um, you know, again, you talk about kind of like the the constant sniping that that Robin's going on with Batman. You know, the two are involved in a constant love triangle with Uma Thurman that they're it's like a will there won't they sort of thing of course you remember the the uh, bidding war at the auction for Uma Thurman mm-hmm. where you get the famous uh bat card sort of thing and they're going back and forth and he's like Robin's like yeah I don't have any money but I'll borrow money from you and I'll build bid you with your money and all this other stuff and of course you get, you get the bat nipples I think you get the famous rubber lips that Robin has. Um, That's right. You know, so a yep. lot of just really cheesy, cheesy things going on in that movie, which I, I am here for, to be honest with you. Now, if that hadn't, now, so that was 97. So if that hadn't, how old were you then? I'm not trying to age. Uh, you 10. Here. So you're 10. If that came out when you were 20, would you appreciate that movie like you do now? No, it's a, it would be a complete shitbag. Mm-hmm. Mm, yep. Okay. I I just want. I I had a feeling. It's crazy how how our childhood can make like certain movies oh, yeah. there. Because I'm watching Phantom. I've been like when we do these to make it like even more, as much as I like. I have my feet up on my couch. I also mm-hmm. usually have like a Star Wars movie on in the background because it's a perfect background. Like I don't not get need to get invested in this. Yeah. But I have gone back and watched some of them. Clone Wars. The acting is so bad in that movie. It's remarkable. But three and one. I don't hate them like everybody else. Well, three I think has aged well, but I do not hate one like everybody else does. I really don't. There's a lot of it that I like. Okay. Um, that's how I feel about Power Rangers, uh, the first Power Rangers movie. So the when you say the first one, you mean like from when we were kids? Yeah, I haven't seen that one in so long. That's it's so cool. bad. I've seen it, it. It's like even the second one was something about the. Um, purple ooze like i forget i forget who uh, <laughs> it's not secret of the ooze no it's not secret <laughs> of the ooze but the other one it's like uh, i forget i don't know but um, I, wait, I loved him as a kid wait, is that available anywhere probably 
Okay, I didn't, okay. Have you watched the, gone back and watched the Power Rangers show? I uh, know I have not, but that's oh, like the same thing. Yeah. Go West, that's really bad. That's yeah. I I freaking loved that show as a kid. <laughs> that shit's bad, man. It doesn't matter. No time can't help that at all. Um by the way, real quick aside, we have the Marvel rewatches and everything. I do think doing some Star Wars rewatches, I'd be interested in that down the line. Um, if you are yeah, we as well. Could. I'm not a big <clears throat> I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Well, then maybe we don't do it. Maybe we do. DC I am, but I'm like I enjoy it, but I'm just not like I just don't know as much about it. I don't care. Like I'm not as invested in like all the side characters like I am in the MCU for some reason. Just well we got play. a million MCU ones <clears throat> to do it with anyway, so it doesn't really matter in the end, then, yeah. right? Yeah, who you um, got for your number three? You want me to go first on three? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you had this in your honorable mentions as well. I have Ben Affleck as Daredevil. And part of me was tempted to put him higher on this list, but I think my one and two, I just I couldn't move him out. The thing is that kills me about uh, Affleck as Daredevil is I love Daredevil too. He's another character that's very important to me. You know, one character we we're talking about supporting characters that are shit. Uh, Taylor Kish as Gambit. Oh, awful. But <laughs> Ben Affleck's another one. That's just You kind of played yourself in a way, but also tried to calm you calm down a bit. And the movie was bad too. And I, don't get me wrong. I want to like this movie. I've tried watching it, you know, start to finish through the years and I want to like it and I will continue to give it a chance because it's, because it's Daredevil. But at the same time, I know every time at the end of it, it's like, it's still shit. It is never going to not be shit. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it, he's, he, the, what I, all, what I like most about Charlie Cox's interpretation is he really gets into the whole religion issue. Um, and, and like really has that inner battle going on and you can, you can feel it. And well, he also had like 60 hours to, to establish that. This is true. And that is As huge opposed advantage. to 90 minutes. <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. And, and, and it's, it's unfair. You're right. It's unfair of me to compare the two, but I just don't feel like Affleck has it at all, which is, which is more the problem. And it's yeah, such an I, important part of the character. I'm, I'm kind of a Ben Affleck apologist. I think I'm just coming to realize this now is that I, I kind of like him in anything. So I don't want to say he's, um, yeah, one of the worst in this, but he's definitely not good. I mean, I love him in the town. I mean, there are movies I love him in, but it's just, I mean, I like him in Goodwill Hunting too. But yeah, oh, he's great in everything. Yeah, he's great in Dogma. <laughs> he's good Dogma. in the Accountant. He's good in Gone Girl. He's good in um, Gone Girl. Uh, such a weird movie. Oh, oh, some, some other anyway. You know what I'm talking about. Well, I, I mean, look, I, games. I, Jesus, you don't like reindeer games? I have a soft spot for Affleck. I mean, when I was in college, I was it was perfect. The Town came out my freshman year, and everybody in school was like. You know, you kind of look like Ben Affleck. I'm like, you guys are all fucking high. They weren't, but like you oh, I are. Be, I bet you love that. I I didn't hate it, but I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> this is like, no, no way. I do not know. Yeah. No shot. So, I mean, I, I some people agreed with him outside of there, but I was like, this is stupid. So I have a soft spot for him, but I mean, I can't, I can't deny that he sucked as Daredevil. Sorry. What's your three? My three is uh, Sir Nicholas Cage is the titular character, to bring up that term again, in 2007's Ghost Rider. So critics review, uh, quote, please God, make it stop. Nick Cage is horrible. The script is terrible. Just don't watch this movie. Don't. Even if there is the threat of titty twisters, still not worth it. Who's got a titty twister, Nick? Who, did I ever get one? 
Yeah, you forget one. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, of course. Didn't you? Oh, Everybody... the, yeah. The threat yeah. of titty twisters is enough to make me stay away. Who the hell wrote that review? Good God! Must have been from a different time. Jesus. And these were some other uh, funny quotes that were pulled from the movie that that I found in a review uh, that described this reviewer's thoughts very well. Is this thing ever going to end? Not even close. I sure was. This thing could have turned out differently. I agree. I think and that Ghost was Riders... like the entire review. <laughs> well, that was it. That was it. I, uh, I I agree with him. I do wish this could have turned out differently. Uh, Ghost Rider is actually my number one. Uh, Nicholas Cage is. I mean, honestly, when you look at some of the actors and, and everybody that I mean, like I, I ripped Alba, I ripped all these people. It's like Nick Cage is when I really just don't understand at all. I get it because of the family legacy and everything or whatever. Um, but good God, man. What? Where? I mean, you may as well just bring out the bees every time. That's the only time he's ever like, hey, I want to watch him on screen. The, the, it, do you like National Treasure? I love National Treasure. Yeah, See, it's a great time. I think that's it's the biggest fun. I think it's the. I I think it's funny. I think it's just how can you not laugh at that entire thing because it's just so stupid. I don't know oh, what's Nick, up with Nick Cage is great because it's he's so over the top in all of his movies. Yes, that it's um it's he's just like a caricature of himself. And honestly, so, you just can't buy him as a real badass. And that's what Johnny Blaze is supposed to be—a real fucking badass. And he's not that. You've obviously never seen Gone in sixty seconds. Nope. That's now that's a good movie. He's he's badass in that. Is he? Yeah, he is. Where the hell was that in Ghost Rider, Wes? I don't know. You tell me. Maybe he was mailing it in. You know, again, a lot of CGI before. Um, you know, it was really kind of fine tuned. I think if they do it now, you could do some really cool stuff with it, uh, and and maybe even get Nick Cage back into it. The irony of that is that you know Nick Cage obviously got his name from, excuse me, Luke Cage in the comic book. Right. Not a very good comic book uh, actor here. No, and he and he wanted to be Superman too, right? That was the other thing. It's, it's, right. Yeah. Dude, you get your chance, go and friggin' kill it, and you just. And you know what's crazy is you have this one on your list. You have we both do, and then you have uh, Spider Man, and you you think Spider Man three, excuse me. You think about it. This is just before the start of the MCU, and you have two shitbag movies like this again, yeah. just for the proof how amazing Robert Downey Jr. was. You know, you had Christian Bale opposite of him in, in DC, but man, you got these other Marvel properties. One going down the shore, one that sucks. And he comes out like that, blaze like it's just so. He's just outstanding. Um, number so two. My number West. two. Yep. Yeah, you you already mentioned my number two. We already talked about that. That was Halle Berry and Catwoman. Um, and your, you already mentioned your number one was Nicolas Cage. My number yeah. three. So it's we can kind well. of co-do this final one here, which is your number two, uh, my number one. Uh, and that is Shaquille O'Neal in the 1997, great year for bad comic book movies, it sounds like, <laughs> uh, in Steel. Now, yeah. What, what, do you, what do you think about Steel? I think Steel was um, – Did you see – have you seen this movie? Yeah. I, I mean I can't – I remember I, – I had to look up some video to remember some parts. I knew it was bad. Right. right. I yeah. knew he was bad. I knew that um, – is it Judd Nelson, the guy from Breakfast Club? I think right. so. I, I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, it's the yeah, it's yeah. the main it, it's the um, what's the main character's name from Breakfast Club? It's it's that guy or like one that everybody remembers. It's that guy 
the badass in that one who like had no acting career later on. This yeah. is, it's him, and I'm fairly certain it's Judd Nelson. Um, he's in it too, and he sucks. Uh, I don't know what the, the the leading actress's name is, but I don't think she was that good either. But look, I love Shaq. He was a, he was a beast in in uh, basketball. I I think his commercials, a lot of them are stupid, but they're funny, and I think he just kind of leans into that, and he does, and I enjoy them because of that. And he can be funny on his uh, on screen in certain roles, but he's not a leading actor at all. And this movie is a thousand percent proof of that. Yeah, this is. Um... Jeez, how do I put this? Uh, not, not good. Not good. Uh, um, let's, let's get into a critic review. Uh, the most atrocious iteration of the Superman series. It's an abomination that everyone has since disowned. Uh, later goes on to say, O'Neill's acting is beyond awful and his co-stars are just as bad. So yep. I think it's pretty good. Uh, just like you were saying, Nick, I, you know, I remember seeing this movie as a kid, but I had to go back and kind of uh, refresh my memory because I think I blocked it from the recesses of my memory. Uh, so to bring that back was good. You know, uh, some, some famous corny lines. You have, uh, eat the hot dog, don't be one, which I think is wise words that we all can live by, Yeah. Uh, especially in 2020. Um, then you have uh, Shaq, who is speaking to Susan Sparks, who, if you're unfamiliar uh, with Susan Sparks, she's in a wheelchair. Uh, and, and this is Shaq saying, uh, I can imagine how you feel. And then Susan Sparks says rather blankly, no, no, you can't. To which Shaq immediately responds, you're right. I can't. Wow. That, that's just brilliant writing. Like, again, just fantastic, fantastic writing. I I, almost, I know how you feel, and then five words later, you're right. I can't. But again, I, the, it the is no is emotion so with Shaq either. No, no emotion. He, he's kind of like Rob Gronkowski in the sense where, like, he's oh this God. like big, uh, larger than life personality who's kind of fun and and kind of like fun loving and goofy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "This is great." He's, he yeah has no problem making a fool out of himself, but he just doesn't have the acting chops to be able to like transition yeah. that into an, like a legit career yep or post playing career you just thrust them in as like as the top dog right away and it's like you can't do that with with somebody just because they're really good at one thing that, that when they're in the public's like eye it's not acting and, and playing sports it's there's similar pressures but it's not the same thing yeah not at all not, not at, all. at all i mean in the in he I mean, again, it's another instance of, you know, I don't, I blame him. I mean, he's, he was bad, but I also look at whoever cast him and it's just, did you ever take this movie seriously? Because if you did, you wouldn't have cast Shaq. No, it was a, it was a cash grab and a marketing grab. I think this whole movie was written around Shaquille O'Neal. Like, let's get Shaq in the leading role in the movie. Um, he likes Superman. Let's get, uh, you know, the, the black spinoff of Superman, throw him in there. Bam. We got a movie. We'll sell yep. toys. We'll sell merch. We'll sell T-shirts. We'll do mm-hmm. all that stuff. By the way, uh, I I feel like such an idiot for not remembering Judd Nelson's character in Breakfast Club. Uh, it was Bender. Forget yes. It. Oh, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's embarrassing. Dummy. Um. Uh. But anyway, yeah. Even Shaq, Shaq's brutal. Um. And he, it's just I I whenever I think oh he moved to L.A. to uh, get involved in the um. 
like getting more involved to act in acting and everything. He's just like, what the, what the hell? Who told you that you're, you could be a good actor I mean, as, as a bit role? Sure. Yeah. And you can make some decent money cause you're, it's, cause you're Shaq, but come on. You're not a, you're not a leading actor. No hell. No, no way you in see hell. see those uh, Icy Hawk commercials that he does? Pretty good. They're funny. I like, he's good in commercials. He's, I like his commercials. Like they're, or the, um, get the rights to get in line, come to the general and save some time. Yep. Yep. And then <laughs> he's, he, he does those, the Buick right? commercials too. I mean, it's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's got it all going on, but it's like Peyton Manning too. Would you want Peyton Manning as a lead role, lead actor in a movie? No, but I think he could be better than uh, – he was really good on Saturday Night Live. I think he could be better than Shaquille O'Neal. It would be bad. Yeah, it would be bad. It, it, would he be better than Shaq? I don't know. No, I think Shaq now would be better. I haven't seen – Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen like, bits of um, – uh, what's it called? What's the Kyrie Irving movie? Oh, Uncle Drew? Yeah, I've seen like, parts of Uncle Drew. He's not bad in that. And like when he does um, – Kind of like the dress-up stuff, or, or like when he does stuff with um, Adam Sandler and Grown Ups. Mm. But I think yeah, he's—I I think he's more just Shaq than anything yeah. else. But yeah, exactly. that's better than what he was in Steel, which he was just—you just bland nothing. You could have just put a loaf of bread out there and done the same thing. And apparently, what I had read that that didn't necessarily help him because he didn't have like any emotion towards anything. That was like one of the big gripes. It but it was apparently very difficult for him to talk in the steel, um, you know, uh, uniform that he had on. Yeah, but there are other scenes still where he's just very. I mean, you look at the. Yeah, there are still plenty of scenes where he's like not in oh, the sure. show. In yeah, exactly. Oh well, Wes, that was very. That was an emotional roller coaster. I was. I don't know why I was in such a mood about this list today. Jesus. That was it. Yeah, we got we got all up in arms about this. So I'm glad we were able to hash some things out. Maybe work out some things that we brought in here that was kind of fueling us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think we feel good now. I feel. I definitely feel a little more space. at ease. So um, I've had some other things that have been on my mind though in the course of this. But first, I want to hear what else has been on your mind, Wes. Yes, uh, Pete Davidson's Netflix comedy special, Alive from New York. Uh, pretty funny stuff. We watched it over the weekend with uh, the wife lady, and uh, we enjoyed it. I think we are team Pete Davidson in this whole Ariana Grande, uh, Pete Davidson thing. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm here for it. I kind of like him. I, you know, I, I, never, I don't watch Saturday Night Live, so I don't have a thought on him, uh, what he really does on there. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, I think he's pretty funny. I like Pete Davidson. He hmm. seemed to be pretty self-deprecating in it, you know, so I, I, I liked his approach on that. And then staying with the comedy thing, uh, I've been re- recently binging this podcast that's been out for a long time. I think it was a radio show. It was a TV show. They do live shows. Um, it's all kind of impro- improvisational comedy. Uh, comedy Bang Bangs, the podcast. It's hosted by Scott Ackerman, and they get all these different uh, awesome comedians on here. Jason Manzoukas, Paul F. Tompkins, Nick Kroll, I'm trying to think um, who else. Thomas Middleditch, Ben Schwartz, Horatio Sands, all these awesome comedians that come out. uh, And it's a a great evergreen podcast. It doesn't really get old. I'm going back and listening now to like 2010s and, um, you know, 2010 and on pretty much. They have like 600 episodes. 2010? Yeah, yeah. 600 episodes. They go go back. Um, and essentially these, these comedians come on and they, uh, think of characters on the spot and Scott Ackerman interviews 
these characters or, or these actors in their character roles that they've developed hmm. and it is hysterical hmm. so if you like whose lines anyway or that type of uh comedy or kind of like the, a comedy nerd quote unquote um definitely recommend that that's good stuff you like Manzukis a lot too, right? Big Jason Manzukis fan. Yeah. Yeah, that's a guy I feel like we've 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 had brought up quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um Pete Davidson one, he's just I feel like that's he's the kind of guy who you either li- like him a lot or you can't stand him. Well, like, I, I, I watched some of his other stand-ups after going back and watching this and like some of it like, you know, it's definitely dark humor. Like obviously his whole shtick is that you know, his dad died in uh, 9-11 as a firefighter, and he uses that comedy a lot uh, in there. and tells, like, a lot of 9-11 jokes, a lot of dead dad jokes. So it could be kind of uh, a rough hang sometimes. But, uh-huh. but um, when yeah. he's not, you know, it's not all that. Yeah, he just, he just he's never seemed like, I've never felt like he's for me, honestly. Um, but I'm glad you like him. Um, the, the podcast, though, that sounds, I, I can't, I just can't believe it's been around since 2010. I mean, that's, Really forward thinking on their part. Um, yeah. Anyways, like you said, I think they had a TV show on IFC that was like the same thing, like almost like a Tonight Show type of Jay Leno show setup. Gotcha. That was the same premise, but yeah. Okay. Um, so I've had a couple other things on on my mind, Wes, leading up to the show. So first, um, I got to finally finish the animated uh, version of Batman Hush, uh, oh, the animated yeah. movie version, I should say on the dc universe app and you know what uh, this is a book i love and i've told you that and i told you this is like if there's one that i'd recommend for you that mm-hmm. this might be the the one uh i'll tell you what uh you might like the movie but i was freaking pissed at the end of it and i don't want to <sighs> it's different i don't want to spoil it for everybody but yeah it's there's some there are some things that they there's some changes that they made and i read the critics interpretations of it afterwards like oh these are good changes and i was like really they're good changes are you sure about that you know they're, they're, the the relationship of catwoman and batman is played up a little bit more in this uh, i'll, I'll mm-hmm. give you that little spoiler i love that i thought it was awesome i thought it was a great decision but there's other stuff that they change that was like that like at the end of it i was like you know this kind of takes away from the whole batman catwoman stuff that you guys did that was really cool because now there's just uh, again, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I can tell you after the show, but I was I was not happy um, at the end of it, to say the least. Right. It was it was there were some surprises, but it, I just wasn't happy with it. The other thing was I finally in the mail yes. got my change my mind sweatshirt as only you can see right now, Wes. Oh, uh, it looks sharp though. Came out looks, pretty good. It, lo- it looks comfortable. Is that a is that a hundred percent cotton or is that a tri blend or? Oh, I think it's a hundred percent cotton. I wouldn't. Oh, that's nice. I don't know if they make tri blend. I didn't look because I wouldn't go and spend the money on the tri blend to be honest. But I <laughs> well, I was going to say it, it could be difficult, you know, with the hundred percent cotton. You might want to order a size up because if you happen to do your laundry uh, in warm to hot water, you know that that sucker may shrink up on you a little bit. So that's a little little, you know, rule. Uh, tip, tip of the trade. How's that? How's that for a phrase? I think that works perfectly. I sh- I will check it just so everybody knows. I think it says it on the site though. You guys can get them all on Teespring. We also have T-shirts. There's a uh, guys' T-shirts and girls' T-shirts. We have, uh, of course, Wes's lovely Wes's lovely wife modeling one of our uh, shirts on the on Twitter. That changed my mind. Perfect to be crop topped. Let's see. 
It is 50% cotton and 50% polyester. And, and it's really too bad that uh, we're not on the live stream no more because uh, Nick just took his shirt off for that. Well, I mean, just trying <laughs> to get all the facts. For me. I'm in rare form today, Wes. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, no, I, this, this was great. This is good stuff here. So next week, I think we're going to come back and do an MCU rewatch vault. Yes. Uh, well, we can just tell them which one we're Thor. doing. Yes. Well, it's Thor. It's the next one, right? Yes. Yeah. For those, for those, there's a, a lot of times Wes and I are still figuring out what we want to do next, but we know this. We decided on an MCU rewatch. It's just the next one that's up, that came out chronologically. Simple. That's it. Yeah, that's, Very a good, that's a good way to keep in mind. Yeah. So I think until next week then, right, Wes? Yeah, same bad time, same bad place, baby.